Hippocrates once said, Life is short, art long, opportunity fleeting, experience misleading, judgment difficult. The goal of every species is to survive and thrive, yet about 96% of all species that have ever lived on Earth are now extinct. Life is also short for individuals, and more to our point, for many of the enterprises they create. In 1997, the average life expectancy of a Fortune 500 company was about 45 years. By now, it has likely become even shorter, as demonstrated most recently in the number of stressed and failed industrial and financial institutions in the crisis of 2007-2008 and in the recession of 2008-2009. While the events of that period have been well documented, a quick review of selected highlights will set the stage for our examination of risk and risk management in this part. Between the market highs of October 2007 and the final days of 2008, an estimated $8 trillion in value was lost, as measured by the Dow Jones Industrial Average, where every 500-point decline equals about $700 billion in losses. The UK hedge fund Peloton had been ranked as the world's highest-performing fund in 2007, with an 87% return on investment and $10 billion in assets. On March the 5th, 2008, Peloton was forced to dissolve when its liquidity dried up almost overnight. That spring, the failure of 85-year-old Bear Stearns occurred in just over 20 days. Within 20 months after the end of 2006, 274 major U.S. lending operations imploded. Between January 1st and the end of August 2008, nine U.S. banks failed, and by September 2009, there were 552 on the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation's troubled list. General Motors and Chrysler underwent federally-assisted bankruptcies, while thousands of retail stores, restaurants, travel, luxury goods, furniture, and other businesses that depended on consumer spending experienced severe decreases in revenue and pressure on profits. During 2008, U.S. residential mortgage foreclosure activity increased 81% over 2007 levels and 225% over 2006 levels. Nationally, more than one in every 400 housing units was in some stage of foreclosure. Who is responsible? That question has been debated since the onset of the crisis and it will be for years to come. Yet senior executives and boards of directors have clearly been held responsible in many quarters representing a trend extending back to Sarbanes-Oxley in 2002, and it's a trend that we expect to continue. The reasons should be obvious. People rightfully look to senior executives and boards to exercise judgment, to survey the environment, understand the organization, and make tough decisions in difficult and uncertain situations. The enterprise will either survive or thrive or wither and die on the quality and timeliness of its leaders' judgments. We open this chapter with a quote from Hippocrates, who spoke and taught with humility, to the point of choosing first do no harm, as the opening of his eponymous oath. He must have known how little physicians of his time knew about the unknown. Bacteria, brain chemistry, even various organ functions were yet to be discovered. Then, as now, physicians and executives must exercise judgment and do so amid uncertainty. We mentioned that 96% of all species that have appeared on the planet are now extinct we implied that organizations aren't doing much better. Yet virtually all species, except Homo sapiens, operate mainly on genetics and instinct. Only we have judgment. We have what neuroscientists refer to as executive functions in our brains, the capacity to gather and process information, and to make rational decisions and plans based on that information and on our wants and needs. Shouldn't our organizations, also equipped with executive functions, be doing better, 
exercising better judgment even amid uncertainty and the difficulties it brings. We think so, and we're not alone.